Hello everyone and welcome to DCOM Central, where two childhood best friends review, reflect, and poke fun at the Disney Channel original movies that they grew up with, and maybe more recent ones, but who knows how far we'll go. Hey Michael, we're gonna review a movie today. Really? It's a sequel. No way. Yeah, to the movie we did last week. Oh, who would have thought? I did not. <laughs> What's this one called? This week, we're doing the Cheetah Girls 2, which comes right after the Cheetah Girls 1, and it came out August 25th, 2006. Ooh. Yes. If you ask me, Kelly, there was quite a leap in uh, camera technology between these two movies. From 2003 to 2006? I would definitely say so. This just, movie just looked much better than the other one. Oh, of course it did. I'm really glad it did. And just, yeah, a lot of things were just better about this movie. I'd agree with that. I actually like this one, so... Yeah, actually liking it is a big step up for you. So, you know, we're off to a, a great start here, as compared to last last week. I don't remember seeing it as a kid, but I did see parts of it last year. Not all of it, apparently. Only little bits of it? It was playing at a friend's house, and I watched... How could you take your eyes off the screen? I, I, I think that they changed the movie to Princess Diaries at some point. Oh, God. It wasn't That's my probably say. probably the best. <laughs> I mean, Princess Diaries is a great movie. It really is. Too bad it's not a decom. Too bad. Too bad indeed. But now I've finally seen the whole thing, and I have lots to say. I'm excited. I want to hear what you have to say with the summary first. Well, Kelly, it's time for the Cheetahs to take Barcelona. That's right. These girls take their talents international to compete in a Barcelona music festival. Can the girls keep it together while balancing vacation, boys, marriage proposals, and an outside force actively trying to tear them apart? Who knows? Because we're definitely down to Cheetah in the next movie. Uh, so let's just see what happens here in the Cheetah Girls 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, there really is an outside force. <laughs> yeah, there. you know what, Kelly? Who'd have thought they'd come to these sorts of um, adversity in, in only the second movie? They they they've barely been to get, they've barely been on the scene and they're already trying to tear them apart. Well, no, there was there was also stuff in the first movie. Yeah, but now they're getting international uh, attention. You know, it's not just their local joints that are coming after them. They're not getting international attention. It's the fact that they like went there and then like they weren't asked to go. They found a flyer and said, well, "Let's try." All right, keeper of the facts. What do you have? <laughs> fact number one. This is the 65th DCOM filmed in Barcelona, where the movie actually takes place. What a great concept. Wow. Filming where this movie is set. I mean, sometimes it doesn't happen, especially with a big international trip like that. But thankfully, they did it instead of just doing stupid sets, you know? Oh, for sure. This movie was filmed from March to May of 2006, so not very long time. No, not at all. But I mean, I guess if you're... Having to put up all these actresses and actors in, in, in a foreign country, those costs tend to rack up, especially when you're in Barcelona. Oh, yes. And do you know who directed this movie, Michael? Kelly, you know, it's funny you ask, because for the first time ever, I actually paid attention. And it's our good boy, <laughs> Kenny Ortega, ain't it? Yes, it is. Ah, oh, you love it. I just That totally explains why I like this movie. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. And for this movie... 8.3 million people watched it on Disney Channel on its premiere night, which beats the record of High School Musical, the first one, which was 7.7 .7 million viewers. Wow, Kelly. You know, if there's one thing kids like more than Disney, it's Disney sequels. Yeah, 
I mean, Shady Girls was a big thing, and for them to make a sequel, everyone was super excited. I know you were. <laughs> Didn't know about it. <laughs> this is very interesting. Galleria's room was built in a set from a warehouse in Barcelona, since the apartments in Spain do not look like do not look anything like New York. So, like, they actually filmed all of it in Barcelona, even the scenes where they were still in New York, which was just like the bedrooms. Wow. They turned her hacienda into a little uh, little New York apartment. Yeah, they couldn't just take some Barcelona apartment because it just does not look like New York at all. Well, you know what? Just like you can take the decom out of Canada and you can't take the Canada out of the decom, if they're New York City girls, you can't not have New York City. <laughs> yeah. Also, the soundtrack debuted at number five on the Billboard 200 and sold over 1.4 million copies to date apparently that's insane that this is a t made for tv movie that is going off the charts here yeah it did a way better than uh the last soundtrack wow and this is something it's not a fun fact it's more of like a sad fact this is the last film in the series and last of five d comes all together to star raven simone and while reading this that's actually when I found out Raven wasn't in the third movie. I suppose I saw that in passing as a kid, but now that I'm really paying attention, I, I'm, I was very shocked. What a travesty, honestly. Well, more on that next week. For now, I got a plot to tell you. I can't wait. Take us to Barcelona. We begin with the crowd chanting cheetahs as we pan down from a banner that says, Congrats, grads. Welcome to the jungle. The cheetahs perform the opening song, The Party's Just Begun, Oh, and this time they have headsets, so it really stepped up. Yeah, you know they made it when they got those headsets, huh? Yeah, and matching Gene Cheetah print outfits. Man. So clearly they've been successful since the events of the last movie. Really, though? Like, they, they, they are emanating success. Like, they're on the scene. Yeah. So I suppose now that it's three years later since they're performing at high school graduation, and at first I thought they graduated and it was for them. Like right after this, Galleria says that they just finished junior year. Yeah, you'd assume that since by performing under the banner that says "Congrats, Grad," that they <laughs> were the ones graduating. But no, they make it very clear they're just juniors. They're just the they're just the entertainment tonight. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> this is also one of those scenes where I have to just call back to what I used to and say, "Watch the crowd. Watch the extras. It's a sight to behold." <laughs> I wasn't honestly paying that much attention to them. I was just like trying to figure out if they graduated like if that made sense and just i was trying to add up the years yeah once you get past that watch the crowd yeah because it's like well three years did go by and now they're juniors so or about to be seniors so it, it kind of makes sense you like that kind of continuity yeah instead of three years going by and it's like same same age it's like mcu level foresight you know so the cheetahs are excited summer is here and they all discuss their plans when Galerina's mom drops the news that Chanel's mom is either going to Barcelona to get an engagement ring or a tattoo. And Chanel's coming as well. Chanel is going to miss the girls and is obviously worried that she might have to move to Barcelona with her mom and her boyfriend. But after an attitude check, she agrees to go with her mom. That was a quick attitude check, but I think she was trying to get something out of it. So yeah, she, she's trying to get something out of it because she tries to talk. Her mom into getting the rich boyfriend to pay for the rest of the cheetahs to come with her. Sneaky, sneaky. Like, mom, can my friends come? <laughs> it's like when your parents come to pick you up from your friend's house and you hide, you know? Like, just trying to get that extra last little bit. I don't know why, but I used to do that as a kid. <laughs> it's like, if you're taking me out of New York City, I'm taking my friends with me. <laughs> so we're in the fake New York bedroom of 
of Galleria's room as the girls eat Chinese food and see a shooting star out the window. They all, of course, wish for Barcelona, and Galleria's magazine magically, magically turns the page to Barcelona's summer music festival looking for undiscovered talent. How convenient. Aren't they kind of discovered, though? Like, semi-discovered? Like, they almost had a record deal? It's hard to say, because if they never got, like, an actual record made off of that, then maybe they are just performing at high school graduations all across the mm -hmm. greater Bronx. Maybe. Well, unfortunately, the deadline was last week, but Galleria says she'll, she'll call anyway. Except it's 2 a.m. in Spain, so she'll wait a bit. Give it away, yeah. Best not come off too needy. Yeah, but they can just call long distance on their home phone, and that's not a problem at all? Like, okay. In 2006? My goodness. <laughs> that too, yeah. That would be even a larger phone bill. A few hours later, she calls Barcelona and wakes Chanel up to talk to them in Spanish, because Chanel's the only one who speaks Spanish. Well. Fluently. Aqua thinks she can. Aqua, you know, Aqua <laughs> could hold her own, I guess. She said, so she says. Galleria then shouts that Barcelona is on the phone to the other girls to wake them up too. At first, Barcelona says it's too late to apply, but then the cheetahs all start singing Cheetah Sisters into the phone. Like, wow, they can all sing like that right after waking up? <laughs> they really hey, are talented. Natural talent. But if I was on the other end of that phone call, I'd probably just hang up. Yeah, like that little verse they sing wasn't that groundbreaking to earn them a chance to apply it late, in my opinion. It's like, cool. Like, I don't know about you. See you next time. Yeah. Still glad they got a chance to go to Spain after all. Like, like that's awesome. I just feel like that one verse, like, really? like Yeah, it is pretty neat that they got to go to Spain. We got a whole movie out of it. Well, yes. <laughs> I just think they could have chose, like, a different section of the song. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, this is what you call the universe at work, Michael. At least that's how Galleria explains it to Chanel and Galleria's mom the next morning. The, the moms are skeptical at first, but then decide yes as long as... Dorothea goes. Well, yeah, because everyone's got to be there. Her daughter gets a free trip. She wants to come, too. Absolutely. So we get the classic Raven scream that takes me back to my That's So Raven days. Yep. <laughs> and we go to Barcelona. Here we are. So in Barcelona, Aqua lists off all the places on a map that they need to go to, and I can see myself in her right now. <laughs> However, their first stop is shopping, so they lost me there. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's important to have an itinerary when you're going to Europe because you could miss out on some things. Yes, there's so much to do there. As they're sitting in a cafe, a Spanish version of Derek named Angel ascends from the stairs playing his guitar. How cliche. Exactly. He starts singing in Spanish while Chanel translates to Galleria. The girls start singing strut and run off with this Spanish boy, leaving their colas behind. Hey, Spanish boy's all about this, though. They sat down, ordered their drinks, and then... That Spanish boy descends from the stairs and they just follow him. Yeah, well, the, the, let's not forget, Galleria ordered the drinks kind of rudely. And then Chanel had to translate. And then they don't even drink them. And the waiter's like, well, who's going to pay for these? Now they're going to dock his pay. He's not going to be able to afford rent. And now this waiter is out of a home just because the cheetahs wanted to walk around Barcelona singing. Yeah, that's a very good analysis of the situation. Just saying, maybe they're not the best uh, characters. Yeah, the cheetahs are very inconsiderate sometimes, I suppose. <laughs> They're not winning any citizenship awards. No, they are not. So, this song is more like a musical moment, not a music video styled song like the last movie. It's like it's an actual sequence of them roaming the streets while singing to move the plot along. I like this song, though. Oh yeah, very good song. 
struts pretty good. It's stuck in my head ever since I reviewed this movie. Yeah, and it's pretty, it's iconic too. I think so. When the song is over, Galleria thanks Angel for showing them around Barcelona, and we cut to the giant villa they are staying in. So the whole day, they never went to the place to put their bags away or anything. Like, I guess the moms did it for them and just dropped them off somewhere. Divas, Kelly. Divas. Because, like, they're all shocked when they get there as if they haven't been there yet. So, yeah, divas. While Chanel is complaining about her mom's rich boyfriend, Luke, we finally meet him, and he seems very welcoming to me. Chanel still doesn't buy it, but the rest of the cheetahs are happy. Seems like a very kind man. Yeah, he even made sure to leave his associate available to them, so he's looking out for them. Definitely. Next up, the Cheetahs show up to the music festival registration, not realizing that they have to audition live. But that doesn't seem right to me. They brought CDs, but obviously they would have to do something in person. Also, why wouldn't they be prepared anyway? You know, like they, they, they did yeah, the exactly. phone interview on the spot, so this shouldn't be too much of a shock. They really shouldn't. They pull out the same junk though, right? They, if I'm not mistaken, they sing the exact same song. Yep. They do a few lines of Cheetah Sisters, just like they did over the phone. <laughs> And the director cuts them off early, saying that's saying that's all for today. He doesn't seem at all impressed, but someone comes in after him to congratulate the sisters. So I guess it did go well. Alright, they're in. This whole trip was not for naught. So far. Screaming ensues, and they're back to the villa for food. A guy in a motorbike drives up, and it's Luke's young, good-looking assistant, Joaquin. Joaquin. They, I mean, what do you say, like, you know, father's associate? He's, we're gonna assume it's some old guy. I probably would, yeah. Joaquin fails at guessing all their names, and when Dorinda corrects him, he kisses her hand in greeting while the other cheetahs squeal. You see, Kelly, you know, they're appeasing to you. They're sowing the love interest early on. So we're not blindsided by it later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, people in Europe greet differently. Some people do the double kiss. Some people do the kiss of the hand. It's just, it's not too flirtatious, but it is. Oh, between these two, it absolutely is from the very start. Yeah, between them two, it is. It's just, it's also a cultural thing. So Luke comes over to reveal that Joaquim is a dancer and his associate, you know. Since Dorinda is a fellow dancer, he asks her to dance with him sometime. He even gives her his card with his studio address on it and the cheetahs say she'll be there. Whole card, huh? Wow. Man's official. Commercial fade to black. Dorothea, Galleria, and Aqua are back shopping and Galleria messes with them by shouting 50% off. Oh god. Causing them to turn their heads in anticipation. That really made me, <laughs> that, I really enjoyed that. That really made me chuckle. Yeah, it was pretty great. That because that is exactly what happened the second time I went to Europe. It wasn't Spain, unfortunately. It was France. There was this group we were with. It wasn't the time we went together. I think it was the time after. It was this group we were with that were like obsessed with all the shopping and all the deals. And there was a sign on a shoe store that said fifty percent off. And someone pointed it out and they all ran across the street. <laughs> and that was just hilarious to me. And that reminded me of that. Life imitates art. Later on, we get what we've all been waiting for. Dorinda to meet Joaquin at his studio and get that dance. Oh, yeah. Dance With Me plays. And Michael, do you know who sings this song? Um, no. Drew Seeley. Who's Drew Seeley? Is that the guy from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Michael, I can't do this pod with you anymore. Hold on. Let me Google. Drew C. S. How do you spell Drew Seeley. He's a Canadian actor. <laughs> You're terrible with names. Oh my god, he's, um... What's his name? Uh, he's Troy Bolton's voice. Troy Bolton from the first High School Musical. Yes. Wow. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> you, you know Kenny Ortega. He found some golden pipes and he kept them. Gosh, yeah. Kenny Ortega was a busy man. And I guess so was Drew Seeley. <laughs> yes. Anyway... 
Dance With Me by Drew Seeley plays as the two do a series of tango and hip-hop moves while the other dancers in the studio copy them. This reminded me of my swing dancing days. I I miss the dancing. Dancing was fun here. I enjoyed it. Yeah. The dance ends with them alone in the studio, chemistry flowing, but Dorinda runs out to meet the Cheetos. She's got meetings to make, you know? Can't be all about these boys in Barcelona. Yet. She's got things to do. But the next scene, we cut to the Cheetos actually meeting Joaquin at the Dancing Cat later that night. So no shortage of Joaquin time here. Why Wait starts playing as homegrown favorite Marisol takes the stage. The crowd goes wild. Marisol crowd dives for a bit while the Cheetahs sit at their table impressed and concerned. I'm also impressed and concerned, Kelly, because she's rocking some very, very innovative fashion. And part of me really wishes it had caught on. As someone who is constantly fluctuating between hot and cold, I feel as though I could very much benefit from a half pair of jeans. One pair, uh, one side is jorts, the other side is a long leg of jean. Uh, I, I thought this was a great fashion choice, and, and I, I really, I, I can't believe it didn't catch on. Maybe you can make it catch on. I might bring it back, I, uh, complete with the one glove and everything. Or, I don't know if it's bring it back, or, or bring it into style. <laughs> I just need an exact copy of her outfit, see how that'll go. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Next up, we see a familiar face take the stage. It's Angel from earlier. He starts playing the guitar while Chanel starts singing a la Nanita Nanya from her seat. If you ask me, this is my least favorite part of this movie. I just can't stand this song. Despite the, you know, I I get it. It's supposed to be like a sentimental lullaby. I just, I can't stand it. Something about it I really don't like. It was, it just was really random. Like, Angel's playing on stage and then... Chanel's like, I'm going to start singing the song because I know it. And Marisol's like, I know this song too. I'm going to come next to you and start singing it with you. Did we just become best friends? The whole crowd was watching it all. So I guess this is one of those real singing moments and not one of those singing while running through Barcelona moments. Like it wasn't like a, this didn't actually happen musical moment. It's a, this is actually happening moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but way to take the eyes off of it and hell on the, on the, on the stage there. This was his time to shine. Yeah. That's all I got to say. The other cheetahs start harmonizing while the Spanish song continues, and when the song ends, Marisol is impressed with them. Even her mother is, who comes up to them to compliment their talents. She exchanges phone numbers with Chanel and tries to give the cheetahs some advice. I don't need your advice, lady. Keep it out of here. Yeah. The next scene, the mom, who's Lola, and Marisol are talking about Chanel. Seems like mom wants to break up the cheetahs so Marisol and Chanel can be a duo, and Marisol can finally win the festival. Don't trust it. But at least Marisol isn't for it. Yeah, and she really doesn't want Marisol to be eating any of those chips either. Rude. Later, Marisol meets up with the Cheetahs at a party in which she does get closer to Chanel. And we get more time with Dorinda and Joaquin getting closer as well. Yeah, because, I mean, it really, they had to expand on Dorinda's story in this movie. Because in the first one, they kind of just showed her sweeping every once in a while. And, and that that really didn't cut it. They didn't expand on her character enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad she got the storyline. Cut to Dorothea and Juanita not trusting Marisol's mom, Lola, while complaining that Luke hasn't proposed yet. This is kind of a funny scene, because both moms are only talking about their own complaints, but don't comment on the others. Yeah, I actually thought this was great. Like, they just go back and forth talking about themselves. <laughs> oh, moms. <laughs> Confirming themselves while talking about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the Cheetos rehearsal, where Dorinda says Marisol suggested that she Cheetos sing a song in Spanish, but as Galleria points out, they don't speak Spanish. So how's that going to work out? Just throw a little, a little, a little bit of that Spanish flair in there. You'll be fine. Yeah. 
but if it's completely Spanish, it might be hard for them. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. That's just my prediction. <laughs> a series of events occurs that causes the other cheetahs to take off with their exciting Barcelona plans, leaving Galleria behind. These cheetahs just be dropping like flies, huh? <laughs> yeah, thus begins a montage of them all doing their separate things, while Galleria is hard at work writing a new song. Yeah, now, I don't think it was ever, like, in this movie, all of a sudden, Aqua got really interested in fashion. It was just, like, I don't remember that ever happening in the first one. I don't, I just didn't really pay attention to the fashion part in the first one. But, yeah, that was her storyline. Maybe just added for this movie to give her something to do so that Galleria could be alone. Like, Dorinda got boy, Chanel got Marisol, and Aqua got random wardrobe plotline. Subplot. Yeah, I guess all being fair, Dorinda didn't seem like very in like all all about Spanish boys in, in, in the first <laughs> movie. So I guess if she can be all about Spanish boys in the second movie, Aqua can find a passion in fashion. Well, it's like Dorinda got boy, but she also got dancing. Dancing boy. Ah, even better. It is perfect for her. But the first movie, she was very involved in, in choreography and dancing too. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. The next day, Galleria gets ditched again and catches Marisol and Chanel working on a Spanish song. She confronts Chanel about it, and Chanel basically tells her to back off because she can't decide who she's friends with. Like, yes, that's true. Yeah, you don't even know what we're saying. We're speaking <laughs> Spanish. Like, yes, it's true. You can't decide who you're friends with, but y'all need to take this festival seriously. This isn't a vacation. This is a work trip with some vacation. And so far, Galleria is doing all the work. Yeah, at no point in time, like, this was, like, the polar opposite of Galleria in the first movie. At no point in time did I think she was doing anything wrong. Exactly. Chanel accuses Galleria of trying to control everything again. Oh, and this time, everything Galleria does is completely valid and everyone else is wrong. Very much so. Oh, how the turns table. <laughs> oh, how the turns table indeed, Kelly. Next up, Dorinda meets up with Joaquim in the dance studio and accuses him of asking his friends to leave so she doesn't have to meet them. They were all dressed in suits while she was dressed more casual, so that also intimidated her. She leaves after what I think is a total misunderstanding decom moment, and now Galleria is telling her mom that she's going home. Folks, 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 this is what we call a gross overreaction. <laughs> all right, Dorinda, they, they don't know who you are. You don't know who they are. Why do you got to jump to conclusions and assume that, like, uh, that, um, what's his face is embarrassed by you? Like, come on, get out of here. Check your check your uh, ego at the door. <laughs> yeah. I was pissed off at this point. I definitely was. So, Galleria is telling her mom that she's going home, and Chanel's found a new friend, one that actually lives here, and, you know, like, Chanel might have to move here, so she would get to keep this friend uh, if her mom marries Luke. So, Galleria is pretty much accepting defeat. She doesn't want to keep risking her friendship over some competition. She also tells her mom she doesn't think the cheetahs could even win because they haven't practiced. Yeah, and she's completely justified, really. Like, there, there's been nothing that she's been doing all the work, and there's been no sign that the girls are even going to show up for the competition, you know, let alone have a chance of winning. I don't even know if this is a competition. I really don't know what it is. Um, but, like, so she, you know, at this point, maybe she should just go home if nobody else is going to take it seriously, then then why break her back trying to make it work? Yeah. I don't think this is an overreaction. No. It's a it's an extreme reaction, but I don't think it's an overreaction. Yeah. If it were me, 
I'd probably just go to the like go to the beach or go to another one of those parties and and just say, all right, I'm just not going to do the competition. If they don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. I'm still in Europe. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. She's like, I'm just going to go home. Later that night, the cheese find out that Gallery is going home. And it is only when Gallery is trying to leave that they start to regret how they've been acting as they all hold a pillow or blanket in despair. They know they did wrong. You could see it on their faces. Yes. Yeah, the way they clenched those pillows. Cut to Galleria singing It's Over as the other girls sprinkle in while they're in their own spaces reflecting. I may be wrong, but in Galleria's room, it looks like a poster of Angel in the background, which is kind of weird. Hey, you know what? She had her own little interest there, too. Um, but he was, uh, like... I know, but it's not her. It's not like her room. It's the guest room. Oh, that's true. But he is kind of like... For some reason, he's like the face of the the music festival. So maybe it was just a music festival poster. I, I'm not really sure what it what. It was a music festival poster, but it, it was like that's Angel. Yeah, he's like the face of the music festival. It's a weird thing. Just, uh, just you know, very convenient. Yes, but maybe hinting at something later on. Maybe the next morning, Chanel in full PJs and giant fuzzy slippers walks to Galleria's room to find out she has already left. But on the bed is the new song Galleria wrote for them. Homegirl's long gone. <laughs> yeah. They then go to the train station Galleria is at and start singing the song Amiga's Cheetahs for her while still in, the, in their pajamas, which is the song that, that Galleria wrote. I get that they had to rush over, but in our time in Europe, we were told wearing PJs just to the hotel lobby was a huge no-no and very disrespectful, so they better hurry and go back home. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. I also think our tour guide just wanted to keep us on like a strict like no wandering rule, but possibly. I I don't know. I I I try not to wear my pajamas out in public anyway. <laughs> just to e- even here in America where anything goes. Yeah, I prefer to dress nicer. Anyway, Chanel says it's the best song Galleria ever wrote and begs for her forgiveness. Galleria accepts the apology and it's time for the cheetahs to get to work. It's about damn time. Yeah, as they are back to work. Marisol's mom, Lola, calls, seemingly trying to get Marisol into the band since she heard Galleria left. That was her in. Sketchy major. And once again, Marisol does not get her french fries here, Kelly. <laughs> I love french fries. I, you know what, if, if her mom was my manager, I'd be out of there a long time ago. I want some french fries. Exactly. Next up, Chanel overhears her mom complaining that Luke still won't propose and that she thinks it might be because Luke knows Chanel dislikes him. I mean, would you blame him? No. <laughs> this causes Chanel to immediately go to Luke to apologize for acting like a spoiled brat and not trusting him. They have a heart-to-heart, and Luke still wants them to be a family. Aw, how sweet. Yeah, that really did the trick. Because right after, Luke runs to propose to Juanita, and of course she says yes. Very quickly after. You know, like he was ready and waiting. He had that locked and loaded. He just needed, he just needed that final bit of assurance before he pulled the trigger. He just needed the blessing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, I can't? Okay, okay, right now. Let's go. Like, immediately, too. But I guess when the moment comes... I mean, that was the purpose of the trip, yeah. Okay, on to the next love story. Joaquin confronts Dorinda about not returning his calls and clears up the misunderstanding the other day, explaining that he never introduced her to his friends, not because he was embarrassed of her, but because he was embarrassed that he couldn't afford to go to the place they were all going to. Oh, okay. He's not some rich guy at all. Just, I mean, just because he's an associate of Luke, the rich guy doesn't mean he is. 
and Dorinda apologizes for assuming. Yeah, you can't you can't assume. Not everyone in Europe's rich. Well, she assumed his royal status came with money. You know, he's a count after all. But this oh yeah, they, no, they, they he, mentioned he was a count. Like, yeah, once he ain't no count Chocula. You know, he ain't got the he ain't got the family money. No. Joaquim asks her to be her partner at another dance, and then they kiss. There you go. Like, and that, this I felt warranted. Like, I very much rooted for this moment. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, and it's funny how like he kind of like brushes off the other girls. Like, hey, don't 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 interrupt me. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, as far as decom kisses go, this one was pretty well choreographed. Like, we 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 saw it coming a mile away. Yeah, this was a good, very good. Well, Michael, it's time for another Cheetah Girls song since they are finally back to rehearsing as they sing and dance to Step Up. This one's pretty good. I wonder how they got the uh, the, the lights put up in that studio, though. They had a big old Cheetah Girls sign up in, 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 in the dance studio. Where did that come from? I don't know, but I wonder why they're rehearsing a song that they're not going to perform. <laughs> yeah, good question. Maybe just warming up the pipes. Uh, maybe, but they're like... We really got to get to work. We're behind. All right, let's do a uh, step up. Got to get back in the groove one way or another. I guess. It's like playing a chorale before you get into like a, like a, like marching band music, you know? That is true. The rehearsal then switches to them singing on stage of the dancing cat. And the crowd loves it while Lola looks annoyed. She then introduces the owner of the club to the cheetahs and he pays them. They're confused at first, but accept the money. They probably thought they were performing for free, just, you know, just for fun and practice. And they're like, uh, money? Okay, I guess? The next day or so later, while at the festival, the director approaches them about their paid performance, saying that this is an amateur-only contest, and they cannot perform because the rules are very clear. It's almost as if someone planned this all out. Yeah. But, and Marisol sings the dancing cat, so does she just not do it for money? Well, a snake is a snake, Michael, and that snake is Lola. Marisol's mom, who pretended she didn't orchestrate this whole thing and is now suggesting her daughter join the Cheetah Girls because then technically they would be a new act and not the original Cheetah Girls who were just disqualified. A, a, a regular old criminal mastermind, Kelly. Can't stand this woman. I cannot. Marisol doesn't know any of the Cheetah Girls' songs, and the Cheetah Girls can't sing in Spanish. Except Chanel does and knows some of Marisol's songs. How convenient. Yeah. She objects at first saying it's all it's all the cheetahs are nothing but the cheetahs want to be represented somehow after coming all this way so they encourage Chanel to sing with Marisol because they don't really understand that this is all set up later on Chanel finds out that Luke isn't uprooting her family to Europe after all you know that thing that we've all been worrying about for years yeah Luke is fine with moving to New York so Chanel can finish high school so we don't have to worry about that that's really nice of him yeah if only he had said that earlier because then she would have liked him and he could have proposed at the beginning. Yeah, in the whole first movie, she wouldn't have been upset. She would not have been upset. It's almost as if communication is key. You know what? I think you're onto something, Michael. Anyway, so the Cheetahs go back to the dancing cat to return the money they earned, and Angel watches from the shadows. Hmm. Wonder what he thinks. Yeah, you know, they, they returned it for the, for the principle of it all. Yeah. Next up, back at the festival, the director approaches the Cheetahs and Marisol and Lola and confronts Lola for setting up the Cheetah Girls. He reveals his nephew told him, and then his nephew is revealed to be Angel, who is once again lurking at the top of some stairs. Yes, and hence why he's the face of this Barcelona music festival, and he's on all the posters. It's making sense now. Yeah. The Cheetah Girls are once again allowed to perform, and Marisol is done with her mom because she always makes it about her. And I, I feel bad for Marisol. Like, her mom's so controlling and manipulative, won't even, 
won't let her eat french fries. Yeah, Marisol was great, and, and her mom was the problem here. Yeah, Marisol could go far without her. Mm-hmm. And, and then I love when her name is called to perform. She's finally getting th- those snacks at Crafty and Defiance. Finally getting her french fries. I, I'm, I'm all for it. That was, a, that was a good setup. She's not allowed to eat chips, not allowed to eat french fries, and then when she's supposed to perform, she's just eating. Finally get that food. I was happy for her in this moment. Yeah. Well, next up is the Cheetah Girls, and Angel plays guitar for their entrance. Is that allowed? Uh, good question. Considering he's the nephew of the, the, the man who puts the show on, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a gray area. Yeah. Oh, well. It's time for my favorite song in the movie, Amiga's Cheetahs. Fantastic song. Yeah, wow, are their outfits great. Yeah, oh my god. So like that that's the comeuppance for all of the uh the the subplot of Aqua wanting to be involved in the fashion industry. The outfits look great. I mean, where was she when Miss Weasley was picking out Ron's robes for the Yule Ball, you know? Like she really could have come in handy then. She could have. The wardrobe might be similar, but it would have been better. <laughs> After singing for a while, the Cheetah Girls ask Marisol to join them and I thought that was really cute. That was awesome. You see, they they are good people after all. Yeah, they want Marisol to succeed without her snake mom. And Marisol was great. She she fit right in. Yeah, and then Joaquin and his dance crew join on the stage too. It's a whole party. Oh, it's a proper finale, Kelly. Yes. But then the director has a trumpet solo in the background. Once again, a moral gray area if this is a competition <laughs> of sorts. It's like it just seems like they're all having fun, but uh like is it a contest? Like how can they not win with him supporting him this much, but also like how can they perform with him and not be disqualified? Good question. I mean, regardless, though, I really enjoyed just the way that everyone just came together here at the end. Like all the different aspects of the movie just melded into one big performance, which was really cool. Yeah, it just it looked like so much fun. Who wouldn't want to be on that stage right now? It's a fiesta, Kelly. Yeah. The only really weird thing is the song keeps playing even though they have stopped singing. Like when they're just bowing to the audience and the song's still going. Oh my god, the song goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, they walk off the stage, the credits roll. And they stop singing, yeah. The music's still going, but they're not done. They also have the the fake out at the uh, near the end where like the music stops and then... It starts again. I was like, ah, oh, that wasn't necessary. Yeah, the music changes the strut. Oh, yeah. So, so like, who won? I mean, it, it made for a pretty interesting uh, credit sequence. Oh, yes, but but who won? Great question. I don't think anyone's going to find out because the, I, I think the, what is the crowd, like, follow them out too. So, I don't know. So, do they win money or not? Because they gave away their money. Oh, well, that's the movie. Euro for your thoughts, Michael? Euro for my thoughts. I'd love a euro. It's a cool <laughs> coin. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this movie. I liked it better than the second one for sure. Um, I feel... You liked it better than the second one? <laughs> I liked it better than the first one for sure. Um, I think that the music was better on a whole, I think. But I think a lot of it was held up by that finale sequence. Uh, the finale sequence is really like a, a step above um oh yes i feel like a lot of production went into that one uh i just like the the spectacle of it all at the end i think that these were good expansions on the characters all around uh galleria kind of got to like we got to see the good side of galleria so we could start vouching for her rather than the rest of them 
Um, I liked the I liked that this was like a continuation of of uh, lo, what's what's um what's her mom's name? Juanita. I I liked how this was a continuation of Juanita's story with the boyfriend, and we actually got to meet the aforementioned boyfriend from the first movie that kept whisking her yeah. away. Um, Continuity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, as far as sequels go, this was you know a pretty a faithful one to the to the original, and I think it was a good enough expansion on it. Um, and I know that you said that you enjoyed this one more than the first one. So I think even from a new audience and an older audience's perspective, this was a, a, a building up on the on the first one, not just a cash grab. Yeah, definitely. I especially really like the dynamic change when Galleria is the grounded one and everyone else and everyone keeps ditching her and the band for other things. I mean, it's not fair to her, but it made it so that she wasn't the villain this time and she wasn't even mean about it to the other girls. She just kept working. That's all you gotta do to make me like the Cheetah Girls. Don't don't make my girl Raven the villain. That's really it. Don't make Raven the villain. Alright, come on. We get her for so few DCOMs. Why make her the villain? <laughs> um, yeah, no, she she kept working her tail off. And, and the, the Cheetah Girls were all the better for it. Um, Could have done without a little bit... Uh, without more of the, the fake piano playing on her part. But hey, you know <laughs> what? I'll take what I get. Yeah, this movie was just so much better and enjoyable than the first one to me. I mean, I'm a sucker for Europe, but still the script and plot felt a lot tighter this time. Kenny Ortega did such a great job. Oh yeah, I have to agree. I mean, Kenny Ortega, in my eyes, can do no wrong. Yes. Also, I may have missed the cool music video styling whenever they sang, but I don't think that there were any unnecessary songs in this movie at all. Overall, great soundtrack. Like, really good. I can see why it was so successful. Yes. So, I left this movie feeling happy. Worried about the second one because Raven is missing, but still a little bit hopeful that they had some growth. That they have some growth with a new movie in Bollywood. Yeah, I'm excited for us to head over there now. I mean, at the end of this one, I really it left me wanting for a, a new sense of fashion with the uh, with the half jeans, half jorts, <laughs> and I, I really wanted some French fries. Marisol was a great addition to this movie. Yes, she was, and her mom. It was better to have her mom as a, a good villain. Yeah, good villain as opposed to Raven or Galleria. Yep. Well, that's all I got. Why don't you take us out then, Kelly? All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review so we can improve and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DCOM Central Pod, so feel free to follow us there and wear a mask and get vaccinated. Kate, thanks. Adios, gatas.